Welcome to the Hallmark Youth Podcast. We are so excited to be here today. We are reviewing a ton of new movies. There's actually nine new Hallmark projects we're going to be talking about, which is a lot. It's going to be super fun. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Cammie's here. Hi guys, it's been a while. I know, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm in full summer mode over here. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you enjoying the, enjoying the summer after last summer in quarantine? Yeah, actually this summer has been, we are busier this summer than we ever have been as a family. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, there's, there's no lack of activities and ways to keep my, my kids busy this summer. So <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I've been able to travel twice, which is kind of crazy, uh, but both times to visit family. And uh, so that's been fun and have more fun stuff planned. And I'm really looking forward to that. And it's just nice to be back doing things again <laughs> after last summer. Yeah, to, to be a little normal. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and especially also even for Hallmark, because last summer, I mean, they did the best they could, but it was just kind of cobbled together it seasons. Was. And so now we have the whole summer is summer nights instead of June brides and summer nights. And I'm here for it. I'm I really like June brides. Thank you. <laughs> I know, you, can, you can still do the wedding movies you just put them in summer nights it's perfect no, I <laughs> and I was a little bit unsure I thought they might be doing something different for August but it sounds like it's going to be just part two yeah part second two. wave is what they called it <laughs> oh, okay yeah second wave yeah so we are going to be going through these movies pretty quick so if you want more insight, just comment and we will try to respond, maybe and elaborate on what we're just trying to say, but we will go through these pretty quickly, it'll, but it'll be fun. It's perfect. So let it's us know what you think of all of these and your ranking of all of them. That would be great. But we're going all the way back for this first one, all the way back to April. I mean, can you even remember that? I can remember that far. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about Hearts Down Under, or as it was known uh, in other places, Romance on the Menu, is its other name. And this stars Sydney Busby and Tim Roth, directed by Rosie Lord and writers Allison Spuck McNeely and Casey Tabanu. And the plot is when New York restaurateur Caroline Wilson inherits a cafe in Lemon Myrtle Cove, Australia. She begins to fall in love with the place and its people. In particular, the cafe's charming local chef, Simon Cook. So what, what was your overall thoughts about this one, Cami? Okay, so to be fair, I had just gotten off a plane when I, <laughs> when I watched this movie. This movie aired when Casey, Jess, and I had our, had our little... Uh, reunion the the three of us in florida and so we watched it together and we thought that would be really really fun but i had been traveling all day and so mm -hmm. i did i did doze off in the middle of it mm -hmm. but i was able to get caught up and everything like that you know it was one of those it was one of those typical movies that we're used to with hallmark it was a sweet story of save the restaurant. Uh, I really did like the fact that they use Australia. It's the first time they've done Australia. 
And so we got to see some of that countryside. We got to hear more of the accents. You know, it's a dang shame that they didn't get Daniel to sing for this one. You know, yeah, to it's true. <laughs> that would have been fun. I, been I agree. Fun. But you know, but Tim was fantastic, and I, and I just I loved his. I loved the way that they interacted, and I I did like it. It just uh, I don't have I don't have a lot of stuff to say about it because I didn't watch it in depth, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I I would have enjoyed Pauline Egan as well because she's from Australia originally. So she would have been that. I mean, I actually think that would be Daniel Lipsing. Her would be a pretty good, I could see that a pretty good combination. They're both really tall and attractive. So (laughs) I think it would work. Why not? Throw Loretta Walsh in there. Oh, there you go. Yeah. She's Australian. So throw her in as a, you know, as, as a, (laughs) an, an employee of the restaurant or something. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, it's going back to trying to remember because it has been a while since I saw it. Um, I, I, I liked the Australia part of it. Cause I have always had a dream of going to Australia yeah. and, uh, seeing the great barrier reef and, and, uh, swimming in the ocean there, but I did not like most of the squabbling. The, the, I found the two lead characters to be very insufferable and I was just not <laughs> feeling their chemistry. Uh, so that was frustrating. And I mean, there was some, like the scene where they're locked in the, in the uh freezer or fridge whatever together that was kind of funny but i don't know i just found most of their sort of bickering back and forth to not be my favorite and you know when i look at something it wasn't the banter that you like no i mean when i look at something like uh it's beginning to look a lot like christmas which you have opposites you know and they even have a scene where they get caught in this (laughs) in a fridge kind of thing together like that was so much funnier and I was just rooting for them so much more and maybe I don't know if it's just what it is that makes one thing work and another thing not work I didn't hate this movie but I was just very irritated with her character by the end of it and you know I think it's one that we're we've seen a lot of yeah it's one of it's one of the typical Hallmark movies so it wasn't it wasn't a standout it wasn't something, it wasn't something different. It wasn't something new, uh, even though it had a new actor that we're not used to seeing. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody just loved listening to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, he was pretty hunky. I, I'd see him in something else. Give him another, another shot. He was, he oh was yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd watch him in something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, and I had just seen Cindy and Chasing Waterfalls, which I think is personally, I think that's one of her better ones. Mm-hmm. that she's done in a while and so i i would prefer that over this personally okay yeah but i think this is way better than either of the acquisitions that they got last year the um uh the store one and the balloon one were not my fave i didn't like those very much really that's news to me <laughs> so, so this was much better than that <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, it, it is kind of crazy that these people expect her to somehow run the store. I mean, run this cafe while she is working in New York. I, I guess That's you can do anything virtually, but it, it certainly is a very reasonable thing for her to do to sell the property like yeah. that's <laughs> that, that's wow, outrageous that that seems a very typical dilemma 
in Hallmark. Yeah. <laughs> we want you to completely uproot your life and move over here to yeah. run this tiny little area. <laughs> yeah. And so, it's one thing if it's like moving to Pennsylvania or New York City or something like that, where it's like moving to Australia is <laughs> it's a lot. That that is a lot. I will so. say this. We've never seen Cindy as a chef. And I did, I did yeah. enjoy seeing her as a chef. I, mm -hmm. I thought that that was, I thought that was a, a cute and yeah. fun look for her. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't even thought about it, but I'm trying to think through her different roles. I don't. She's been a teacher. She's yeah. been, she's been a teacher a lot because in Royal Hearts, she, she has a been teacher. a teacher And she yeah. was a photographer in, oh, yeah. uh, in Chasing Waterfalls. Right, right. So. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. he was a rich girl in Heartland. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, we've, never, we've never seen her as a chef. Uh, so, what would you give this uh, one to five crowns? Oh man, um, I'll I'll go three. I think that's fair. I'm gonna go just a hair lower. I'm gonna go two point seven five. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> so let us know in the comments what you think of this one. And next we had in May, we had Baby It's Cold Inside, which is a great title. We agree. Great title. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so this one stars Jocelyn Houdin and Steve Lund, who I love Steve Lund <laughs> so much. And it's director Marita Grabiak and writer Barbara Kimlicka. They've done a ton, both of them have done a lot, especially Marita. And when a travel agent up for a promotion is directed to forgo her tropical vacation to instead visit the world famous Ice Hotel, she discovers her sacrifices are more than compensated. And I, I think that this movie was totally fine. Like it's not like one that's gonna stand out. I'm not gonna keep it on my DVR. But it was entertaining for a Saturday movie, mm -hmm. I think. Would yeah, there was a there was a lot of talk of people are ready for summer. They don't want to see a winter movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> what is Christmas in July all about? Come on. You know, it's yeah. I said in our preview when we were previewed summer nights, I was like, they could pretty much put in a Christmas movie, and this is like Christmas adjacent. It's like not actually Christmas, but it no, kind of it's feels, not Christmas. But... It kind of feels like a Christmas movie though, just because yeah. it's so wintry. Uh, but uh, but they could do one of those every season, and I would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> be like, yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know why that was the reaction. It, that wasn't that wasn't my reaction. I, to be completely honest with you, I was worried about them doing the exact same location because, you know, they've already done one movie at the Ice yeah. Hotel with, mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> excuse me, with Kevin McGarry and Amelia Olerup, which was fantastic. Mm -hmm. We, I mean, we all loved that one. And so I was nervous. I, I was very nervous about this one. I, I, did not want it to be a repeat. And so when the movie got going, I thought, okay, cute. Yeah. Once tropical gets sent Arctic <laughs> and, uh, and then, Oh, owner, that's a twist. You know, I, w I did not see yeah. that coming at all. I thought maybe employee or something like that. And so I thought that was, that was an interesting twist. I had two, I had two problems. 
Well, first I have to say, I think that Steve Lund in this movie is your classic Hallmark man with many jobs. <laughs> and he's just kind of always everywhere. He's good at everything. He's fixing everything. Cause that's always the counterbalance to the bad man of business. The person right. who's like obsessed with a job and you know, whatever. And so here's this guy who like, <laughs> you got, you got the man of many jobs. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't bother me. I actually, no, I, it didn't bother me. Yeah. That, yeah, that didn't bother me. I love the fact that he was so skillful. I did not like the fact that he was not knowledgeable, you know, mm. when, you know, she's covering for him on this tour that he supposedly has not led, but he knows yeah. and this person who knows absolutely nothing about the scenery or the sites or the surroundings is covering for this guy right in front of the person mm. who they are supposed to be impressing. I'm like, ah. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. And that whole scene in the glass blowing thing, it's, it's just, it made me laugh because um, one of our friends, Dory, she, yeah, Dory. She's actually, she's actually blown glass before. And she's like, it's not sexy at all. And so they were doing that in this movie. I was like, they're, they're blowing glass again. Like how many times? I think we have Sweet Home Alabama to blame for that because in Probably. that movie. Yeah. So they're just like, let's put in, like it was so random. They were like out on this, uh, this expedition, whatever you call it, this uh, yeah. trek. And, and then surprise, yeah. stop at the ice. I mean, at the glass blowing. <laughs> at the cottage that happens to have the glass blowing yeah. downstairs i yeah i didn't mind funny. i didn't mind that my husband he teases me about uh, a sweetheart chopping wood is not as sexy as hallmark makes it i said i know that but i like watching it on hallmark thank you you know and so yeah I didn't, I didn't mind that in the stuff that oh. they was beautiful but yeah, it was fine. It was just funny. It made me oh, laugh. Oh yeah, like, no, it was funny. There would, and especially that there would be this place, like it's obviously like a big place, space. Like it's not just some like, right. Like, it looked like a pretty decent sized little factory kind of place that they would just like stumble upon it and be like, oh, we had no idea this was here. That is true. <laughs> yeah. And, but the other, the other thing that I had a little difficulty swallowing was Jocelyn as Jocelyn's character, Hannah as a businesswoman and mm -hmm. I mean, she was so klutzy and oh yeah you know, that that works for when hope calls it works really well and it worked in for uh from friend to fiance but it didn't work here for me you know that she's making so many errors and goofing up so many times when you know she was supposed to have been the head or the manager of a mm -hmm. hotel. And yes, she lost the position because of her klutziness, but I'm just like, I don't find anything professional or mm. adult about this person. <laughs> yeah, and in the first one, we saw way more of the ice hotel because there was yeah. a wedding and there was a whole, and so that was a little more fun. I, I think it would have been fun if they could have had the, the jilted, girlfriend in the first one come back and be in the second one because I always I felt so bad for her <laughs> she, she got the short I end know. of the stick on that one so it would have been kind of fun but what's interesting about this movie is that they were like right ready to film it it had it, they were last year yeah and I think it was on like day one or right before something like that very very close uh with Jana Kramer in the lead 
and then I didn't know that part. Yeah, yeah. And I I'd heard that last year uh, when we interviewed Jenna Kramer, and then then Jocelyn confirmed that that was the case. And when I interviewed her, so it's kind of interesting what it would have been like. I'm not sure who the male lead originally was, if it was still Steve Lund, but. uh, but yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting to think what it would have been like if it was uh, Jana Kramer versus Jana instead. Yeah. yeah, that yeah, yeah, that would have been interesting. A friend of mine said they should have had uh, Kevin McGarry kind of you know do a little <laughs> circle or turn a corner or something and yeah. do a little cameo. I said, dude, he's way too busy for that. <laughs> he doesn't have time to do cameos. <laughs> it would have been funny if they had been like friends and maybe had like a zoom call or something that might have been that would have funny. been funny that would have yeah. been so cute just <laughs> in, just incorporating the two movies yeah. together. i love it when they do that i, I love know. it when they establish history like that it it's really funny because you know the characters always get get flack if they're too chicken to sleep in the hotel and we're and they're looked at as not the villains, but just the weaklings. And mm-hmm. I thought about it and I said, you know what? I wouldn't want to sleep on ice either and constantly yeah. be bundled up. Yeah, I'll go there and I'll spend all day and I want to and I want to take a tour and see all of the beauty. But no, I'll, I'll take a heated room. Thank you. you know? <laughs> I'm curious to see how I do because I do sleep warm. Like I get, uh, I can never want to have covers on. I get very warm. Uh, and so I kind of wonder, maybe I would do better than others, but I don't know. It I don't be, think it would be interesting off the covers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I, I probably wouldn't, but I think I'd probably do better than some people at least. But, uh, but what would you give this one out of five? I'll, I'll go 3.5. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think their chemistry was like, it wasn't awful, but it wasn't like super great. Yeah, it um, wasn't off the charts, but it wasn't bad either. Yeah, I I will give it, I'll give it the same. I liked it. It was fine. I'd watch it again if it was on. Uh, so there we go. All right. Next, we have Sweet Carolina. This is Lacey Chabert and Tyler Hines and director Peter Benson. Yay, we love him. <laughs> and uh, story by Lacey Chabert and writer Michael Reese. And it's marketing executive Josie returns home when she becomes the unexpected guardian of her niece and nephew. While there, she reconnects with Cooper, her high school boyfriend. And so, yeah, this one, I I was afraid that it would be more manipulative than it actually was. Like, I was afraid this was going into like Nicholas Sparks kind of territory, you know, that, that kind of thing, which isn't my favorite. Right. Uh, and I, I, I was pleasantly surprised actually that it was kind of, it still had sort of a lightness to it. It, it did have those emotional moments, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say it was a heavy movie. Uh, and yeah. so I know that some people were disappointed in the movie because it didn't have as much of Tyler as they'd like, which I understand <laughs> Tyler is a super dreamboat. I get that, <laughs> but uh, but I, I didn't mind that. I thought that he did his job well. And uh, I thought that uh, it was overall an enjoyable film. The only character I didn't really quite get was the behavior of her father. I felt like I, he did a good job from the performance, but I just thought the character was written really weird that he would be so have this like grudge about her moving to New York, which is like a totally valid thing to do. And he took it as like a personal insult. And 
I know. I just thought that the whole way he treated her was kind of strange, especially considering the circumstances and especially considering like what she's going through to try to deal with this and, and, you know, putting her life all like he needed to be more supportive. Um, I don't know. I thought his character was weird. It didn't quite work for me, but other than that, uh, it's another movie where Lacey Schreiber inherits things, which is really funny. <laughs> we had a lot of those. Um, this time it's children, uh, but I liked the kids. It was it was sweet. I again, I'd watch it again. What about you? What did you think about it? I really did like this one. Um, I thought that Gregory and Terrell made such a cute couple on screen. And I know that this isn't their first time, but it's the first time I've seen them be mm -hmm. a couple. And um, I actually talked to Gregory about his role in Sweet Carolina. And so I thought it was interesting that they were not having him play the typical grandfather slash father character. Cause mm -hmm. usually that character is the warm lovey-dovey kind. And so the fact that he was kind of the take charge, I'll handle it. I, I looked at it as that's the way that he was managing his grief. And so that it was taking, he was taking out his grief in the wrong place. And so that, that's kind of how I, how I pictured it. And mm -hmm. wait a minute, no, I'm supposed to be in charge when something, when tragedy strikes, why is she in charge? You know, so that's, that's kind of how I pictured that, but I loved the, the juxtaposition of the two characters of the parents because she brought him down you know she always talked him down from going too far and mm -hmm. she always came in after a confrontation and cleaned up and i'm just i just thought that was very typical morning uh morning behavior and i love i love tyler and lacy as as a screen couple i thought that they i i will be completely honest i'm not a fan of the haircut but that's just me personally <laughs> I, I don't i just was i just wasn't feeling it but mm -hmm. i thought but i mean any him having a smaller role was that fine for you i did not notice mm -hmm. i mean yes the focus was more on the family but this was a very I went into the movie thinking that it was going to be different. This wasn't going to be a typical Hallmark Channel movie, mm -hmm. and it wasn't because it was it was more one that belonged on Hallmark movies and mysteries during Christmas yeah. time. You know, it's it's one of the more feeler grab the tissues, and so I went into it thinking that it was going to have more focus on the family. So it didn't bother me. And anytime he was on the screen, he shined. So I didn't notice that mm -hmm. it was a smaller part. I, I, I felt terrible for the, for the crew during that flower fight, but usually flower <laughs> fights bother me, you know, flower fights or paint fights or something. They bother me. Cause I'm just like, stop it you have to clean up all that mess or yeah you know, um, your mom instincts 
in yeah. all of my heart, another Lacey movie, they had that paint fight. And you guys are on a budget. <laughs> you are on a shoestring budget. You cannot afford yeah. to go and buy more paint. Stop wasting the paint. But this flower fight, it was perfectly placed because she had just gotten dumped. And the kids and Cooper didn't really know how to help her. She didn't know how to react herself. And so the flower fight was a perfect, what, it, you know, it, it yeah. was a perfect distraction. It was a perfect switch. And, you know, it was a bonding moment for her and the kids. It was a bonding moment. Yeah. And just the way that Tyler so naturally goes into things is like, okay, stop it. You know, and then throws it <laughs> right in her face yeah and i it thought was it was great. so funny when she thinks he's proposing that was oh so awkward God. and so funny oh, <laughs> he's just asking to use the van talking about a first kiss and this is where we had it and oh this is bothering me I'm like you think i'm proposing what that was really <laughs> funny it was good it's in the perfect Tyler manner. Yeah. I have always said Tyler has this acting method that reminds me very much of Robert Downey Jr. He's got the natural mm. sarcasm that just makes him appear so human and unwritten. Yeah. You know, so unwritten on, on mm -hmm. screen. And I love that about him because it's you're not watching a movie when you're mm -hmm. watching Tyler on screen. You're watching real life that just happened to be filmed. Yeah, so. and he's just so swoon-worthy. <laughs> he <laughs> makes all, he manages to have chemistry with every single one of his co-stars. He uh, really does. Yeah, he has not had one yet that I nope. thought that. So uh, what would you give this one out of five? Oh gosh, I would, I, I would probably, I'd probably go 4.25 or 4.5. I just, I really did like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I, I think four, I think I'll give it a four. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. All right. Next we have, you had me at Aloha. This is Pascal Hutton and Kevin Smith, director John Putsch and writer Rick Garman, who we are having as our guest for our patron watch along this month on the 17th. We're watching, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, which I think is a little underrated and I really enjoy it. So it's going to be fun. That's our Christmas in July. It's only two dollars a month to join you you can't even get like a couple cup of hot cocoa for that much so it's a no-brainer uh go ahead and and sign up all the information is in the description it's gonna be super fun to talk to rick rick garman he's done he's a legend he's amazing he is uh, so, <laughs> this plot is when the host of a popular travel show resigns the network enlists page to step in for the next season set in hawaii Unbeknownst to her, they have also hired Ben, who likes to push everything to the extreme. As these two new co-hosts clash over their opposing ideas for production, they grapple with the fact that not only do they need each other to further their careers, but they also balance each other on and off the screen. So I'm guessing that from your reaction, this is a favorite, a favorite of yours. You cannot go wrong with <laughs> Kevin and Pascal. You just can't. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, it wasn't perfect, but it was pretty dang close. They just have such an ease around each other. And knowing that this was their baby and they 
brought it up from concept to execution and the beautiful locale and the way that they play off each other. It just, there, there was very little that could, I mean, there, their banter that they had on screen is very reminiscent of the stuff that I've seen them do in real life. You know, it's just, mm -hmm. it's just so, it's something that is very special, I think, in the Hallmark world, because you don't get screen couples like this every day. Yeah. And it, it was just, I, and I really loved the fact that um, Pascal was playing somebody who was so opposite of Rosemary. Mm -hmm. You know, it just it shows her range, and Paige was such a planner. And I I was laughing during that '80s trivia because I was born in the '80s, so I was like, okay, how much of this do I know? You know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed all of that. I don't know if I still a hundred percent bought him as this like extreme guy, but. <laughs> <laughs> I fine. don't know the bold world him going I, yeah, I, I, I bought it I yeah. bought it <laughs> uh -huh. but and yeah I mean I really only have one minor critique I enjoyed it I love Hawaii I'm a huge it's like one of my favorite places in the world and they captured it beautifully it was a beautiful resort that they were at uh it's a nitpick but I think if they're gonna kiss like the way they kiss at the end of this movie I would just rather them not kiss at all it was so awkward and weird and like it just I wonder if the equipment was, had anything to do with it yeah or, and I'm sure COVID had something to do with it like I said I would just rather if you're gonna if it's gonna be such a weird awkward kiss that I would just rather them not kiss at all and just end with them like cheering or whatever um and they've done I that before we've had Hallmark I movies with no kisses um but uh, are you sure? Yeah, no, we, I definitely have. Cause I remember complaining about it before on the podcast. Of course, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but, it, but I just would rather, if it's going to be like that, don't have it at all. It was very awkward and weird. <laughs> I didn't like it. And I know they like have it in their contract and whatever. Um, and I never really noticed it as much on when calls the heart because I don't know. I guess most of the time, like a little peck is kind of appropriate for one calls the heart because it's just like well, and their actions. They're the old married couple, yeah. so they do more of the cutesy affection rather than the mm -hmm. passionate stuff. Yeah, it's like day to day interactions. But that would be my only like nitpick is that uh, that I thought that was really not great. Um, but other than that, I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. The kissing thing is something that I've kind of come to expect with Kevin. He he just has the he's he just has this way. I don't know. He he's got this he's got this way of doing his screen kisses. And so I Yeah, have you seen the one with Danica? It is it's so bad. I, I so you know I just I I've just come to expect that it <laughs> it might be it might be a little interesting if if Kevin's the lead. And so it yeah. doesn't it you it used to it used to shock me, but it it doesn't really. I mean, you're me. an actress; you get it. You have to yeah. do it. It's part of the job, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I had to I had to kiss a guy who did not like me at all when, in college. We were cast opposite of each other, and he and, and he did not have any interest. And he 
And he tried to tell me, this is, this is when I got in my actress mode big time. He tried to tell me, let's just, let's just kiss the, um, during the last dress rehearsal, the night before opening night. Let's have that be the first time we kiss and then just go from there. And I said, uh, sorry, no, this has to look totally natural. Yeah. This has to look effortless and it cannot look awkward at all. So no, sorry. <laughs> I forced him to kiss me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's like a tiny bit awkward, but it's just part of the job. If you want this job, especially working for Hallmark, you got to be willing to do an on-screen kiss. It's just got to be better than that. So, uh, but like I said, nitpick, uh, I, I thought overall it was, it was pretty fun. And I love a good race to the airport. It's hard to pull those off now because there's so many screenings and... The race, I loved the race to the airport. I did not like the fact that they let her buy a ticket <laughs> and then get to the gate and, oh, I'm sorry, it's already taken off. I'm like, no. It's so true. <laughs> they would not have let her purchase that ticket if it was that close to taking off. Yeah, you know, that, that's true. That should not. And because I'm a communication guru, my one nitpick uh, was when she comes to find him and he uh and he finds out about the that he's being replaced and did you know about this and she goes ben wait i can explain and i said no the answer is i found out five minutes ago and i was coming to tell you you know (laughs) it's true it is definitely one of those conflicts that if like people just had a five second conversation with each other it would all be resolved yeah which is conflict i am not crazy about (laughs) i will say though pascal was killing it in those clothes yeah especially the pink dress with the mat it the flower was even a matching shade Mm -hmm. it was the same shade as her dress and she just popped up on that screen and i went whoa striking (laughs) she was way nicer than i would be if if like his excursion left us stuck in the middle of nowhere without like a phone i would be very irritated by that <laughs> do any of them have cell service <laughs> <laughs> so what would you give this one one to five ah i i i'd probably give it a 4.5 4.75 because mm-hmm. it, it was pretty dang good I think I'll give it a four uh, for me. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode. And that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. 
So, all right, next we had The Baker's Son. This is uh, Eloise Mumford, Brant Darty, director Mark Jean, who's done tons of stuff, writer, uh, writer Stephen Peterman and Gary Donsig. And it's Matt's passion transforms his bread from bland to brilliant. But when his bread loses its magic, the island locals panic and turn to Annie, Matt's childhood friend and true love for help. So, what were your overall thoughts about this one? It was bonkers. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> that was the word I was going to use. <laughs> it was bonkers. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Number one, the way that it was promoted, it didn't say anything about them being friends. And so he walks into her shop and, oh. and says, oh, look, it's two of my favorite people. I'm like, wait a second. What? You know, it's all oh, their best friend. Got it. I still don't know how two people can be that close. I have guy friends that I'm very close with, but I'm married. I don't right. know how two people who are that close and who are unmarried can be that blind for that long, but that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially if one has a major crush like that, like, I, yeah. I mean, cause I have, uh, I have a very good guy friend, uh, that, I mean, we, we're just, we're we just don't have that dynamic, but we're really close and we're good friends. But if one of, uh, it's the whole one Harry met Sally thing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but are you, are you that close? Do you see yeah. each other every day? Do well, you movie night together? You know, yeah. all of that. Are you yeah. guys that close? Not that close. We do okay. a lot of podcasts together. Okay. Well, yeah, but. <laughs> But see, that's what I'm saying. They are, I mean, they have movie night every week. Yeah. They've known each other all their lives. They have, I mean, I have childhood friends that I was incredibly close to, but we kind of have lost touch. I so frankly not, don't even have girlfriends that I'm that close to. Well, yeah. my closest is my friend, Jen, who I go to all the movie screenings with. And, right. and so certain times we'll see each other quite a bit, a couple times a week, three times yeah. a week. But then other times we'll go a couple months not seeing each other. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it, it's true. And this was definitely the best friend, you know, the trope that that's in love with you kind of thing. <laughs> well, the other thing that threw me for a loop was they the announcer said he only makes good bread when he's in love. So I thought that he was the kind of person who falls in love really easily and his bread goes back and forth mm -hmm. between being really good right. and really bad and then you know it goes this whole well, and it definitely was good enough his 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 falling in love with the ballet dancer was good enough for to make good bread um and the the problem i have is because i loved all of the town stuff the mayor was hilarious and ridiculous but still <laughs> yes. funny It was totally homework or horror, but it was so funny. <laughs> and he didn't even explain anything about why he was there. And he kept asking him, how did you get in? Why are you here? And he just wanted in conversation. It was so funny. It was, it was really, bonkers, really funny. Like I said. But I, I did, I, I almost wish that the movie had just allowed them to remain friends. And, and I know you wouldn't in a homework movie, but I, I, didn't I felt like she was in love with him, but I didn't feel like he was in love with her. And I felt like he was more in love or more attached. Certainly the movie spent more time with him and the ballet lady. 
Uh, and yeah. so it all just felt kind of rushed at the end. So as far as his attraction to her yeah. and, he, and, and so that's what hurt the movie for me is that I just didn't feel it from him for her. I kind of did, but it wasn't at this incredible, passionate, I've been so blind uh, level. Yeah. It, it's, it's true. There were some really cute tweets that Brant was shooting out. Um, this one scene where they hug and spin. And uh, he said, my wife said that we were really cute together. And that's an incredibly supportive spouse. I'm like, yeah, that is an incredibly supportive spouse. Good for her. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah. it so, was, but yeah, overall it was just bonkers. It was weird. Yeah. What would you give it one to five? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know because it was just so out there, you know? Yeah. I, 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 I think I give it a 3.25. I feel I'll go with that. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> All right. Next, we have her pen pal. This stars Mallory Jansen and Josh Sassy and director Claire Meterpalm and writer Joie Boken, who crushed this. I love Joie. She's so, she's just such a good job. When she's on, she's on. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's event planner Victoria can't wait to attend and plan her best friend's wedding in Paris. But when she finds out her ex is, is bringing a date, Victoria reconnects with her French childhood pen pal. Uh, and I, loved this whole concept going into it. I was, I was excited. The whole idea of reconnecting with a pen pal sounded really fun to me. And I, you know, I love movies like French kiss and things like that. And so I was, I was thinking this could be really good. And it was really good. I loved this movie. I thought it was so charming. I mean, I, obviously this movie is not perfect, but if you're looking at the, the things that you're looking for in a Hallmark movie, then it's executed extremely well. They had great check, chemistry. Check, 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 yeah, exactly. Check. <laughs> <laughs> they had really great chemistry. I loved her friends. I thought they were so sweet. I really liked the little side relationship between her insecure friend getting married and and her fiance. That was very sweet and well done. I I liked the little side relationship between her pregnant friend and her husband who's super overprotective and that was that was I really liked that you know because I've been there yeah but the the problem is is during pregnancy I wanted to be babied I probably would not have been in Paris when I was pregnant so. yeah <laughs> but I but I really like that whole I need to I I want to break yeah. out I'm not made of glass yeah I they even was- used Paris quite a bit you saw a lot of the- Paris a lot Mm-hmm. I, I really don't have much to critique. I thought that they were so good together. You could tell they've worked together in the past on Gallivant. Uh, and I would just love to see him back. I think that he did a great job. And I even liked the dynamic between her and her ex and even the, the girlfriend of the ex. That was good. I just nailed it. It was so good. It even has a wedding. I still liked it. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> So what are, do you have anything else to add that you enjoyed? What one thing that did bother me? Um, I, I mean, I could say that uh, Mallory's character taking on so many roles bothered me, but you know, that's a Hallmark woman. You right. know, <laughs> that's very typical. 
One, one thing that did kind of bother me was her best friend. I'm just like, you better not have a single doubt in your mind. If you're going to make everybody come to Paris, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, no, ma'am, no backing out. <laughs> I can do that. I, I think that uh, everything had gotten so crazy. No, it's, yeah, like, I, and so I think that was part of making her feel sort of insecure and she's already kind of that person. But I loved the fact that her, fiance was just totally knew who she was oh yeah you know and he he was great if if that had been if that had been happening at home that would have been fine yeah i can see (laughs) but you know they have come over an ocean (laughs) this was not cheap to get to (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) you better be 100 percent certain i mean the i i don't know the I, it always bothers me when people are that unsure two days before their wedding. I'm just like, why mm-hmm. are you engaged? You know, yeah. but, but they, but they played it very well. Mm-hmm. They, she obviously loved him. She obviously wanted to marry him. And so I thought, okay, thank mm-hmm. you. you yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. And then the end wedding was so good. I really enjoyed it. And, uh, and you know, seeing him see her at the end and then them dancing at the end was great. Josh's French accent was really good. Bing! 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 <laughs> the yeah. man hit the bell, got a 10, whatever you want to say. That was incredible. It was like, it was like me looking Daniel Lissing up on my phone for the first time and saying, huh? What, where is he from? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, a Brit. <laughs> yeah, I would give this a very high score. I really enjoyed it. I think it will stay on my DVR for many, many, many years to come. Yeah. Uh, so I think I'm going to give it a 4.9. Wow. Yeah, I really liked it. It was very good. Wow. And Joa Boken's script is the true star. It was very well done. Well, and I mean, the fact that she had the two women actually talk, mm-hmm. the ex and the current soon to be Yes, ex. that was good. That you whole know, relationship and was and good. This is awkward, isn't it? Yes, it is so awkward. I'm, Thank you. We're being mm-hmm. adults. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes like the whole overseen kiss, the overseen kind of thing can be cringy. But I still, I thought it kind of worked and cause she's still figuring out that relationship cause it's all happening so fast. And, and so it, yeah. it worked for me. Yeah. So and good. that, you know, it was the mid movie kiss. We've, we've with the wrong person. Had, yeah. With the wrong person. <laughs> like, what? <gasps> yeah. Yeah. It was, it worked. It totally worked. And it was different. That was, that was something that I really enjoyed. Cause even though I didn't enjoy watching him kiss her, I'm like, ah, nah, 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 nah. but, <laughs> but it was, but it was different. And, you know, and we've never seen that good of a kiss with the ex. Yeah. You know, no, it, it's, true. it's either they get pushed away or it just looks like they're kissing her and, and really they're not. And it's a huge misunderstanding, but at least there was something to misunderstand here. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> so. Yeah. And I just loved how in the wedding, cause she's officiating the wedding and she, yeah. she reads his letter. Puts his own, puts her own little. touch oh, on it. It was so, it was so good. So yeah. what do you give it? I'll, I'll give it, I'll give it a 4.75. 
Very good. Very yeah, good. All right. Okay. We're almost done. So yes. we have Sand Dollar Cove and this is Chad Michael Murray, Ali Michakas. Sorry, I butchered the name. It's based on the book by Nancy Nagel and real estate development project manager Ellie is sent by her company to the quaint seaside Connecticut town of Sand Dollar Cove to acquire the beachfront property they've chosen as the site of their new resort. Brody, the charming local who holds the deed, wants to make sure the town's beloved pier, where many memories have been made over the years, remains intact. Ellie and Brody spend time together while she tries to figure out a way to make the deal work and the undeniable connection between them grows. So for me in this movie, I did go in it with pretty low expectations because I feel like Chad Michael Murray's last like three, four homework movies have not been good. And so I was kind of like, eh, but... This movie, I can't really defend it as far as like story. I mean, it's totally been done a million times. It's nothing new, uh, but I thought it was executed reasonably well. I enjoyed it. I'd watch it again. I I didn't mind the chemistry. I thought they were okay. Um, it wasn't like the best I've ever seen, but they were fine for me. Um, and it was just, it was hitting all those beats, classic beats. But each time I was like, oh, that was done kind of well. That was cute. And so I, I understand why some people are like, oh, that was boring because it is very, very by the numbers. But for whatever reason, I was in the mood for just a classic homework movie. And I feel like that's what we got with this one. It was just <laughs> a serviceable, normal homework movie. <laughs> and I love the ocean. I'm a huge sucker for the ocean. So that all the ocean scenic that's, clam that's bake what and, pulled the wool over yeah. your eyes is all that blue water. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but I liked it. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. What about you? The first half, I was bored. I, I, mm -hmm. I, will, I will come right out and say that I was bored the first. I've, I really liked Chad Michael Murray in A Cinderella Story. I really, I really mm -hmm. loved him as the Prince Charming character there, but I've never been one for brooding and that's what mm -hmm. he's known for. That's what he's famous for is just being the brood, the brooding charmer and like yeah. brooding okay. does not brooding does not sit well with me. So I loved him in Road to Christmas, but the rest of his Hallmark movies have not big yeah, road to christmas road to christmas was great but he was opposite jesse schramm who's very bubbly yeah that's true and and exciting and you know very out there and so when you put two people two actors next to each other who are very very calm and on the down mm. uh on on the on the um down playing slope of things then mm. it can kind of be a little too mellow yeah, the, I can see that. Mid, I, I would be willing to give this movie kiss. The mid yeah. movie, the mid movie oh, yeah. kiss. That that brought it up a notch, and they weren't trying to they weren't trying to get out of it. He had kind of a cute line to go in. How would you like another surprise? And she knew that it was coming, and none of and neither of them were trying to fight it. And then the second time he said, "Let's do that again." You know, that was cute. That was, that was cute. That was sweet. And it didn't look like they were trying too hard. So yeah. it, it and was not my favorite, but it had a couple strong points. This Ali Michaka, I feel like she has potential. Like I'd oh, be totally. willing to see her in another movie. I oh, think yeah. that, yeah. 
And the little girl was super cute. I'd like to, oh, she was precious. I'd like to see her in another, in another movie with a different co-star just to see how she does, you know, and, and that, that little girl, I mean, there are so many child stars that overplay for the camera and then people say oh they're so talented I'm like oh gosh Mm -mm." (laughs) and and she was very cute was not she was just she was right there and I Mm -hmm. and I was really really happy for the choice yeah me too yeah I give this movie three out of five I I enjoyed it it's nothing that uh it's not it it's not anything spectacular. It's by the numbers, but I, I liked it. I thought it was good. So what about you? I'm going to do go 2.75. Okay. All right. Now we have two mysteries to talk about real quick. Oh. <laughs> this is so long. Okay. <laughs> so, the first one is the Rorty Garden mysteries till death do us part. This is our big wedding. Uh, and it's of course got all our, our leads uh, from the series uh, with CCB and Peter Benson and Nell Mater and everything. Directed by Martin Wood, writer Tina Booth. Just days before Aurora's wedding, a body is discovered and she fears her father may be a suspect. She and Nick race to solve the cold case before they walk down the aisle. I, I thought that this was fun. I especially liked, I mean, I love Mary Lou Henner. She's like my BFF all of a sudden. Yes. I I love her, but I loved uh, the whole plot with her and Aurora's dad was super fun. Very cute. Adorable. Yeah. Very good. I I wish that they had had wrapped things up with the case a little bit sooner so that we could have had maybe 15 minutes, maybe even 20 minutes with the wedding. It felt a little rushed. You wanted a longer wedding. Yeah. We've been waiting for this wedding for so long. Yeah. And it it was just, it was so short. It was like, just felt like a couple minutes and then it was over. And I, I could have used a a little bit less mystery and a little bit more marriage, but other than that. I'm sorry. What? What? A little more what? (laughs) (laughs) A little more of the wedding. (laughs) That's right. Well, of course, Aurora's not going to be a bridezilla, so that's the only one I know. <laughs> but, uh, Leonard, what do you think of it? I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. It was a very strong addition to the series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nile Mater plays some of the sweetest main yeah. men ever. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like, are you like that in real life? Because if you are, your wife must be in heaven. You know, <laughs> it's just... He plays some of the sweetest, most supportive, most incredible men. And it's just you, this whole uh, wedding talk. <laughs> wedding talk <though. sighs> it was cute. What do you think of her dress? To be completely honest, I was paying more attention to the archmaid of books than the dress. <laughs> well, I was just surprised because it was very modern. Uh, the way that it, yeah and and i i was i wasn't expecting that but i liked it i thought it looked really pretty oh yeah on her yeah, yeah. It, i mean does ccb look bad in anything you yeah, know that's true. <laughs> she, <laughs> she she wears anything very very well and i thought the mystery was well played out and took you know took the gradual steps really well and the and the killer 
still had the twist, you know, where you think it's one person and yeah. then all of a sudden, no, it's not. I mm-hmm. guessed, I guessed who the murderer was when her husband looked really shocked, but, oh, it's not him. You know, so I yeah, knew that from- was pretty like pretty shocking sweet little you know woman know. here is like yeah i it's, mean murdering someone and then covering up with cement and not talking about it i mean that's pretty years. but yeah implicating <laughs> her dad and everything i thought everything was really well executed really well done and i i absolutely adored the scene in the police station with yeah, them back cute. to back it was so <laughs> cute yeah. and it was executed perfectly yeah. it just it was just funny mm. i do wish i do wish there had been more miranda i know she couldn't do it because of covid but i do wish there had been more miranda to kind of offset aurora's uh mm. character uh but uh, you know her meddling into things Miranda's kind of the one who keeps mm-hmm. her in line. Um, but I liked um Sally in this. She was oh, fun. Oh, Sally was like, very funny. Don't make me tell your mother on you. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. It was cool. Yeah, it was uh, it was so good. It was yeah. great. So I'd give it just because I did think the wedding was a little rushed, uh, but I'd give it like 4.5. It was really fun. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I'll give it uh I I I think I'm, I think I'm going to go with five. I, I didn't have mm-hmm. any trouble with it. So yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, last one. 4.9 because Miranda wasn't in it. There we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the last one is to catch a spy. This is Natalie Kelly, Colin Donald, Colin Donald and Patty Mirren, director, Jeff Beasley, writer, Rick Garman. <laughs> Again, coming up here. Yeah. Uh, this was his first mystery. He was very excited about it on Twitter. Yeah. It was cute. Uh, when the newly renovated Hotel Optima in Malta has a grand reopening, Chloe and her team from Destination Traveler magazine head over to cover the travel scene in Malta and sees someone fall to their death right past her hotel window. And the, do you know, is this a one-off or are they planning multiple? Did it feel like when you were watching it that they would be more or... I think that it could go both ways. This could be a one-off or it could turn into a wheel. Um, I mean, because you could definitely see Chloe and Mr. FBI agent for uh, (laughs) falling in love and see this was the, this was when they met. So it wasn't as focused on the romance and usually when they're getting a series going or getting a wheel going, they don't have them fall in love in the first movie. So I think mm-hmm. this could turn into a thing. It could become mm-hmm. a wheel. But if it stays as a standalone, it'll be fine, too, because it, I thought it was a really strong one. Yeah, I haven't seen this one because I was at a family reunion, so I missed it. Uh, so you are the lone representative. So she is relying more- on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, what did you think? Well, it had great banter for one thing. It had really fantastic banter. There's what there's one line that I that I even took note of because it was so funny. Um, he's joking about making her uh, making her an agent, and he says. Who needs Quantico? I'll get you a badge tomorrow. You know, it was 
<laughs> and it's funnier in the context, yeah, but yeah. you haven't seen it yet. So right. I'm going to, I'm going to spare you the entire scene, <laughs> but it was, but the, the banter was good. It was there. One thing that I really did enjoy is that it really bothers me when the main women of a mystery think that they're in some kind of virtual reality where they can't actually get hurt. And, and that was something that I noticed about Jill Wagner in Mystery 101 that made me really like it so much is she broke down and cried realizing mm. I was about to die if you hadn't shown up thank you, you know? yeah that's true and, that's a good point and she was scared she mm-hmm. was scared she's walking around with big glasses and a floppy hat and Colin's character even says to her you know that doesn't do anything to disguise you right you know and so it um so it was fun it was bantery she was actually afraid for her life and um the killer was well hidden as well there were a lot of potential suspects and i knew before the reveal who it was but it was not obvious. And a lot of these, I'm like, yeah, they're the guys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, uh, but it was not obvious and it was, and it was well done. And her, uh, her almost getting away, Chloe, she was about to get on the plane and then she realizes something and goes back. And so she was about to get away and the killer was going to let her go. But because she came back, then the killer decides that she's a threat. And so it it was very well done. It was very well played. It made me so sad that, I mean, this is not the first time that it's happened, but the victim who was murdered was a really, really good friend of hers. And they had plans to reconnect and then he died. And I'm like, oh gosh, that's so sad. <laughs> well, so what what do you give it? One to five. Ah, it you know it was it was fresh. It was new. It was uh it was a mystery. I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't say unexpected or unexpected, but it it didn't have the same formula that a lot of Hallmark mysteries do. So I. I would, I would probably give it a very strong 4.25, 4.5. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, it was, it was good. It just, I mean, there wasn't any romance, but there was the potential for some given another movie, but the lack of romance didn't, didn't have an effect on the movie itself. Sometimes mm-hmm. it does. Yeah. You know, sometimes if the two leads are not romantically involved, then the plot becomes dull. That was not the case here. It was it was very well done. And it I I was I was not bored at all. And Malta, they used Malta very oh, much. And it was I wondered about that. Yeah, yeah. They very used good. it very nicely. All right, we did it. We got through them all. <laughs> so let us know which ones were your favorites, which what you thought of all these. We'd love to hear in the comments section or on Twitter. And Cami, where can people find you? 
Oh, lots of places. <laughs> you can find me here. You can find me on uh, Hardy's Hotline on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at Cami Drama Girl on Instagram and Twitter. And my blog for When Calls the Heart is on Facebook. So the Facebook page is hookedhardy.com. Uh, no, that's my blog. My blog is hookedhardy.com and my Facebook page is hookedhardy. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And also make sure you're following the podcast to Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate it. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, like we said, and you can be part of the watch along with Rick Garman and it's going to be super fun. So don't miss out on that. We really appreciate the support so much. We also have our merch store, which has Aurora Tea Garden and other Hallmark inspired merch. Take a look at that. And uh, thanks so much, Cammie. I really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye everyone. Happy 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs>